Amen. We might need to update the RLM radio station. That album is fire. Some old Jesus culture that I recently discovered on Kobuz, and it has blessed my life big time. It's called Split the Sky. Jesus. Okay. Everybody having a good day in the glory? Alrighty then. Yeah, pretty good actually. <laughs> I hope you are. Not far from heaven's glory bar. There's a Shekinah for you. Jesus Christ said, In my Father's house are many mansions of Shekinah. <laughs> many realms for the peace and the rest of your spirit, soul, and body. You have to cherish it in spirit first. Then you can have it in soul next. Then you'll have it in flesh lastly because you only get the promises of the new Torah the New Testament through faith instant gratification microwave Christianity says gimme 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 right now without paying a price without faith without obedience it's all iniquity stolen waters are sweet these are the waters of the heavens stolen by the workers of iniquity that refuse to die with him, only wanting to enjoy his risen life instead of completely and totally denying themselves, picking up their crosses, and following him daily. Before it's all over, y'all, we're going to have a people completely and totally married to the cross. They won't have their own opinions. They won't have their own doctrines. They're not going to have their own teachings or opinions about nothing. It'll be rock-solid Father God only with the manifest glory. Every area of your life where you believe something different than God, you're currently demonized. That's what deception is is that you don't believe the same things as God the Father in heaven. All preaching, all pastoring, all evangelism, all the prophetic, all the apostolic, is to transform spirit, souls, and flesh to have the same reality as Jesus Christ and His Father through the seven spirits of God. So our job is to progressively change. If you like changing, how much change can you handle until you've had enough? At what level of change, Christian Metamorphosis, Romans 12, 2, are you done changing? You know, we've been doing this thing a long time. I've seen 100,000 people change. I've seen two weeks changes. I've seen two-month changes. I've seen two-year changes. The good, the bad, and the ugly. 
Jesus Christ said in the sower sowing seed, you'd have two weak transformations. But then the cares of the world choke it out. Jesus Christ said the seed is perfect. The only issue is the soil that it lands on, which is your stewardship of the things of God after you receive them from God, usually through men and women. Nearly every single bit of progress, like Ezekiel 1, the man's the only part of the four creatures moving forward, comes through men and women. Men and women alone have been given the tablets of the new covenant, the commandments of Jesus Christ, written on their hearts and upon their minds, Hebrews says. Which means to you has been given the secrets of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Now the stewardship of the commandments of Jesus Christ and the stewardship of the manna, the feeding of the flocks. Peter, when you're restored, feed my sheep. The apostolic commandment, feed them the interpretation that has the Shekinah in it. Keep them away from Satan, guard them from the evil one. This is how you pray. That you might have the kingdom and the power and the glory of the Father away from the evil one and temptation. Holy Ghost. Now, if temptation seizes you, the Bible says in James, it's not God's fault, it's yours, because God cannot be tempted by sin, nor does he tempt with sin. It is written, for a person is led astray by their own sinful desires 100% of the time. So you get over blaming others, and you take responsibility, and then you take it to the cross. And then you get nailed on the tree. You don't just put your sins on there and be like, oh, take it away so I can stay in an animal state without changing and just take away my sins, iniquities, transgressions, and everything bad and wrong with me where I have obvious shortfallings and make me a better animal. You know, it's blasphemy. <laughs> it's witchcraft. Upgrade the animal. What God's going to do is burn the animal. We're living sacrifices. Holy and acceptable to God. Oftentimes, we want the change for our personal benefit and not the benefit of God. But you came into God's kingdom. Which means we're here to benefit Him. Apostle Paul says, Not many have Christ's interests in mind. Everyone has their own interests, selfishness in mind. It is written. The cross removes selfishness, self-interest of the things of God, which is the removal of witchcraft, the removal of divination, the removal of sorcery. What does that mean? The removal of using everything from God for me and you on the earth and then saying it's for God, which is total blasphemy. Blasphemy. If it's for God, keep it there crucified. Keep it there on the altar. You can take your offering off the altar. Do you know that? People are like, oh, I get a refund? It means taking your lives back after you've given him your life. Galatians 3, it's called witchcraft. After you're born again, guarding you from the evil one, Matthew 6, Jesus Christ teaching his disciples how to pray, is how to keep you free from witchcraft. 
Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Stubbornness is the sin of sorcery, Samuel said the last judge. How do we stay witchcraft free, which is that whole principality you got to overcome to inherit the Morning Star Revelation 2, Jezebel? <laughs> it's simply like Rick Joyner says in his last final book, final quest book, it's simply selfishness, y'all. You understand? Witchcraft is anything that has the appearance of God for self. Oh my goodness, people. Holy Ghost. I tell you what. You look around the hypocrisy of the valley of iniquity, and that's what Jesus Christ calls it. The earthly is the valley of iniquity. It is so intense, the measure of hypocrisy, you have never had anything like this before. You've never had iniquity like this before. Iniquity is spirituality for self. That's like almost all you deal with constantly in earthly Christianity, which is false Christianity. False and the end result, every single time, no matter how much wisdom you pour on their head, no matter what the Lord has to say, they never regard him. There's no reverence to him. It's always insisting on the valley and the interpretation of scripture and current events through iniquity, which is the animal's earthly spirituality. And that on mass is happening worldwide. That's how... The love of many waxes cold. How does the love of many wax cold? Iniquity, witchcraft. Now, it shouldn't be that way, but because of a lack of obedience to the true prophetic word with the continuous influence of fallen angels tempting you after you've heard the heavenly commandment, that's what produced an exceedingly great measure of iniquity it is like an ocean of toxic poison now god just keeps saying this verse it's revelation 12 12 rejoice you who dwell in the mid heavens rejoice you who dwell in the cosmic sphere it's exactly what the bible says rejoice you overcomers you're in the promised land <laughs> How many of y'all know most Christians, the vast majority, are insisting on the earthly, are insisting on the wilderness against Joshua, who is Jesus Christ, Yeshua, against Caleb, Elijah, against the prophetic and apostolic pioneering of the promised land. They are insisting on church age interpretation. They're insisting on the old and resisting and aggressively fighting the new. I know that an apostolic witness will come forth that will interpret the New Testament at Father God's level of understanding and it will be shouted like an archangel from the mountaintop of Zion upon the whole valley of iniquity. And only through angels, the workers of the harvest at the end of the time, Jesus Christ said, 
only through angels will you be lifted out of the valley into the cosmic Shekinah promised land of the mountaintop of holiness, purity, wisdom, and righteousness. You are not getting there except through angels. Not just, oh, I saw an angel or I have an angel assigned to my ministry. Those days are over. That was kind of fun, but those days are over. There's a new manifestation. There's a new commandment that's not new at all, but it's the original commandment. You've just never heard it in this much Shekinah, which is a measure and elevation of holiness, which is revealing the name of the Father, of how the Father believes in the Word. The union of the Father with Jesus Christ. How the Father believes the Word. Now that's the promised land, y'all. You can't get any more brighter. You can't get any more life than how the Father believes in Jesus Christ. We need to come into a place where the interpretation of the New Testament is based on the light of God the Father's glory. So when your interpretation's correct, there's a mark. Shekinah. You're getting it. Holy Ghost, the angels. There's confirmation. You're beginning to believe accurately. Not that you have the full picture, not that you have the full revelation. It's layer upon layer, revelation upon revelation, peeling back more and more like books and pages to reveal the meat of the letter of the Word in the manifest radiance of the Father, which is how God the Father believes in Jesus Christ. You've heard believe in Jesus Christ. We need to understand how the Father believes in Jesus, which is called interpretation of the Word. Unless you understand the Word like God does, it's a sealed letter, it ain't going to help you. You can't press in. You're going to get frustrated. You're always going to be defeated and beat up. Transformation is through agreement with God and disagreement with self and demons. And disagreement with religionists. You couldn't believe the Pharisees and be saved in the first coming. They were saying something completely opposite. They ran the whole synagogue structure. They ran the temple. They ran everything. If you agreed with them, you're destroyed, crucified upside down, and going to hell. Titus of Rome, diaspora. You're slaughtered with the devil. You're dead. You're going to hell. If you agreed with the ones that accused Jesus, who completely had a different interpretation of the Old Testament, the Old Torah, you were disqualified from salvation. Now, it's easy to say that now about the Pharisees. The problem is, is we're all Pharisees until we interpret the New Testament accurately in the Shekinah. <laughs> so it's not a measure of are they Pharisees or we Pharisees. The earthly is entirely pharisaical which means there is no earthly interpretation of new testament 
of new Torah. Torah means the interpretation of the word. The instruction of the word is exactly what Torah means in English. Torah means the instruction of the word of God. You have a new testament, a new Torah, a new instruction, a new covenant through Jesus Christ. Our issue, people, is that we have interpreted it in the earth. And we resist and reject a celestial interpretation. That is why Christians are perishing. That is why Christians are not ruling and reigning every single aspect of society right now. And when we get in, how do we stay in? How do you stay in power? How can a kingdom not fall? How can a kingdom increase of the increase of his government and peace? There shall be no end. How do we get into the never-ending kingdom of Jesus Christ, the Messianic kingdom? It is all about believing the same belief systems. Y'all got the same New Testament. I don't care. 150 English translations. It's all the same. Now what matters is the belief systems in union with how the Father believes in that New Testament, which is Jesus Christ, the New Torah. Old Torah, Moses, New Torah, Jesus Christ. The law came through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. You need them both. Moses and the Lamb are both standing on Zion, which is the holy mountain of the Shekinah glory in the full radiance of God the Father in Revelation 15. And that holy mountain is cosmic and heavenly exclusively. Okay, Revelation 12, 12. Blessed are they who dwell in the heavens. You shall rejoice exceedingly. Enter the joy prepared for you, which is heavenly glory. Celestial glory and maintaining that in your body, a cosmic body. A celestial body. Jude says that, Peter says that, Paul says they will wear celestial garments. Okay? Now this is what it actually is. You might believe otherwise, you're wrong. Celestial garments is having the heavenlies inside your temples. Not an earthly temple. That's iniquity. That's false Christianity. The toxic sea of Satan and his angels out here that hate Red Letter Ministries. They hate us more all the time. That is never going to stop. When they're burning in the lake of fire with Satan and his angels, they will still hate us with the same measure they currently hate and reject us. Because they hate and reject the interpretation of the new Torah correctly by the Father Shekinah. That's the problem. They are in disagreement with the one true God and insist on man and women's interpretation of New Torah, New Testament. They have made themselves judges, haven't they? These are not judges like Samuel. These are human judges. These are male judges. These are female judges. These are Greek judges. These are Hebrew judges. These are self-appointed judges that have deemed themselves worthy to judge the things divine in a human flesh and blood animal state. As it is written, the beast was given a mouth and the ability by God to utter blasphemies, which is make yourself a judge of the New Testament. 
Now we take these things lightly, like what we got to interpret it. Nah. Holy Ghost is your teacher, Jesus says. The exact opposite of all that junk. The problem with all y'all is you have made yourselves gods. You have made yourselves judges. And it's one thing if the Holy Ghost makes you a judge because the Holy Ghost is the truth, 1 John says. But if you do it yourself through your outer man and through your brain, which is called sense and reasoning, you've done it through witchcraft. <laughs> They've made themselves judges through witchcraft. They've made themselves kings and priests through Holy Ghost? No. Through Shekinah? No. Through witchcraft. It's true. Absolutely the truth anyhow. Anyone that rises on the holy mountain is made a king and priest through crucifixion. Through the ministry of the Holy Spirit's blood, fire, water, and spirit. These three are in agreement. What are they? The elements the seven spirits of God works with in the earth. The elements that the angels of God work with through the earth. To lift you out of the earthly into the heavenly. If you allow God to be God and you don't get in the way of his divinity and add divinity to yourself, which is divination witchcraft, you will go from glory to glory. You will go from Shekinah to Shekinah. You will go from one degree of wisdom, stewardship, into a greater degree of wisdom, stewarding the things of God until your temple is completely yielded, called the servant of the Lord. Jesus came as a servant of the Holy Ghost, lowering himself, not even out here saying, oh, I'm the creator. Come on, man. I gave this letter to Moses on the mountain. Notice that? No, he came from below and just spoke spirit mysteries so that they could eat him and repent or reject them and die. He spoke in mysteries, parables, riddles, and the Bible says dark speech, which was a sealed mystery that you could only unravel through crucifixion. It's dark because it'll require death to self and the Holy Ghost possessing the temple to understand it. The spirit of understanding, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of counsel and might, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, Isaiah 11, 2, the messianic anointing, to unravel, what? The law and the prophets. Isn't that what he said continuously? I'm doing this to fulfill the prophets. I'm doing this to fulfill the law. Not one prophecy shall go unfulfilled. You are not going to do away with the old Torah, you're going to fulfill it with Jesus Christ, the new Torah. Now we're getting into Jewish stuff. Well, salvation's from the Jews. We're actually getting into celestial stuff. We're actually getting into cosmic overcomers realms called Book of Revelations Israel. If you read it, there's a celestial Israel. There's a cosmic tribal system there. It's the fulfillment of all the original promises given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's not a new promise. It's the fulfillment of God remembering his promises to Abraham. 
I will make your offspring. Offspring of what? Flesh? No. Faith. Faith makes you an Israelite. Faith makes you a Christian. Faith makes you a child of God. Believing the word of God, no matter how high and angelic it is, by believing the promises, it was credited as righteousness to Abraham, and he became the father of many nations, the father of faith, the father of Israel, the father of 12 tribes, the father of all the future rulers and kings and priests of heaven and earth. Truth and yeah. And anything that's not Abraham's offspring, which is the offspring of faith, which is the Shekinah glory, which is the divine of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, will have no inheritance in heaven or in earth. All of it's unbelief. So if Abraham's the father of faith, guess what? If it's not faith, it's sin. It is written. And it's prepared for judgment. Which means anything that's not in Abraham's bosom right now, is going to hell. Anything that's not in Abraham's stars right now will not be in the heavens. Anything that's not in Abraham's sands will not walk the earth. That's the fulfillment of the promises of God to Abraham. That the heavens and the earth will be cleansed from sin. He dealt with sin, y'all. He dealt with the king of Sodom face to face, whose name in Hebrew means wickedness he was dealing with the wicked of the wicked five kings in the valley of the kings and abraham went out there if you read jasher with the army that he inherited from nimrod abraham got his whole army from nimrod from the tower of babel in the book of jasher and they were faithful and loyal to him because Abraham was a true cosmic person. Nimrod was a hunter, a false sorcerer, and a child of the devil. And so the upright followed Abraham, and the wicked followed Nimrod. True story. And he took the upright, and he went out, and the Bible says he slaughtered five kings, Genesis 14. These five kings that he slaughtered is what made room for Moses's Pentateuch, which is the glorification of the five senses of men and women of faith. And if you don't slaughter the five kings, and you settle for those five kings, which is the circumcision of the mind, you are still fathered by fallen angels after you're born again. That's why after you're saved, you must be cleaned. After you're caught as fish, I make you fishers of men. You must be descaled. Just because you come around the river and you come around the things of God and now you're on the Bible and sort of a pornography stash does not make you clean. What makes you clean is God himself crucifying your earthly senses, crucifying your five natures, your Pentagon, your Pentateuch, and these whole realms in here become Shekinah-filled realms. It becomes a crown of life. 
it becomes a crown of glory. And unless God circumcises the mind, if you look around, a lack of circumcision, a lack of transfiguration of the renewing of the mind, Romans 12, 2, Christian metamorphosis, because there is a lack of it, mental illness, fear, and paranoia, maggots, flies, have filled the believers' minds so that they think Mark of the Beast is about microchip guillotine and the vaccination. Total mental illness. It is so far off from entry wisdom of interpreting scriptures or current events and interpreting Jesus who had foresight to tell you everything that would happen in the future. And Jesus knows the future. He said, his apostles were asking him, how will we know these things are going to happen? Your second coming wars, rumors of wars, Matthew 24, 25, 26, all this stuff is going to happen. He knows the future and he's not afraid. It's going to turn out well. The seed of the kingdom is going to produce the sons of the kingdom. They're going to walk in the maturity of the cosmos. They're going to walk in the maturity of the heavens. They're going to walk upon stars. They're going to be full of the wisdom of the first family. They're going to be full of the wisdom of Enoch and Jared and Kenan, Enosh, Mahalalel. They're going to be full of Adam's wisdom. They're going to be full of the understanding of the first family. They're going to be full of interpreting things correctly through accurate wisdom like the book of Adam and Eve. When you read that book, that book helps you interpret wisdom. First book of Adam and Eve, second book of Adam and Eve called Apocrypha. Apocrypha does not mean it's bad. Like, so many people believe this crap. Since it was rejected from being in the Bible, we should not take it seriously. Do you understand? These were the manuscripts considered to be in the Bible. If it was so highly regarded that it was considered and up for debate upon all the leaders of Christianity to be in the Bible, you better take that book seriously. The books of first and second Adam and Eve must be taken seriously. It's You are going to lose so much available wisdom if you are a rigid, earthly, New Testament, Paul's epistles only, nothing outside of that. You are allowing Luciferian popes to determine your wisdom. Do you realize that? You are allowing the devil, literally Satan, to choose your belief systems for you. Do not be so gullible. That is not how the apostolic church worked at all. It is so far what we have in Christianity right now from the first century apostolic witness. It's not even the same religion today. The religion we have today called Christianity looks more like the Judaism when Jesus came in his first coming that murdered him. Truth, anyhow. Don't even sit there and justify it. God is going to do away with all building systems made with human hands. All of human-made Christianity is blasphemy. That's why self-righteousness is everywhere. And true righteousness, which is cosmic, the sun of righteousness rising in you, is unknown and attacked by this generation living in the valley of iniquity. It's not about attacking you personally. It's about attacking iniquity as personally Satan. You need that. 
It's not about just attacking the animal. <laughs> Noah didn't just strike animals as they came on the ark. The water can do that itself. You don't need to help the water. We're neutral temples of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost knows how to transform you from animals to angels. That's his job. Our job is to let the Holy Ghost rule through our bodies in his righteousness and wisdom and his cosmic ability. Now, and not limit him to Pentecostal doctrine. Not limit him to Assemblies of God doctrine, which has limited the movement and the ability of the Holy Ghost. It's like caging a dove. Talk about apostolic Christianity caging the lion. Look at charismatic Christianity caging the dove. Now, no one in the prophetic is going to admit we caged the dove, but great wisdom, which is great crucifixion, can see that clearly is what the Pentecostal church of the earth has done. So the Holy Spirit is changing forms because he's a formless wind. He's a formless fire. He's a formless living water. And he's going to come in a form like Jesus that Pentecostals and Charismatics don't recognize. And what that's going to look like is heavenly Shekinah celestial promised land glory like Joshua and Caleb coming back with Jurassic sized grapes. They'd never seen it before. They've been listening to things about God. They've had their stories of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They had the book of the 12 patriarchs. They had the 12 patriarchs in Egypt. They had the Levites ministering. Judaism. They were Jews. Israel. In Egypt. They had traditions. <laughs> they didn't have Moses' law, but they had the book of the 12 patriarchs. They had... Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and their teachings. They had the teachings of the first family. It's true. They had the teachings of Enoch. They had the teachings of Kenan and Jared. They had the teachings of Adam. They did. Those were all passed down to Noah and carried through the ark and given to Abraham. Noah discipled Abraham, according to the Bible, for 39 years. For 39 years. So it was all passed down to the patriarchs. They had those teachings in Jesus' name. So that when they were in Egypt, they were learning about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So when they had their own interpretation of the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, first family, when Moses comes around, there was animosity towards his teaching like it was a new teaching. It was. It was the Old Testament, but to them, it was the new Torah. <laughs> and they already had tradition, so they already had elders, they already had bishops appointed in their little factions and groups, and there was continuous animosity and rebellion against Moses. Not just Korah's rebellion, it was constant rebellion. The Bible says that they were a stiff-necked and stubborn people. What makes people stiff-necked and stubborn? set belief systems and they opposed a teaching that was to bring them into a different realm the bible says they wanted to go back to egypt their current set belief systems of the traditions of their forefathers 
and what they believed and how they interpreted those teachings led them in their hearts back to Egypt. It's like interpreting the New Testament that leads you back into the same darkness after you're born again. Now that is hitting home. That you return to the realms of darkness, some of them, maybe not all of them, but some of them, many of them, you are still tempted in. Areas of sexual immorality and lust, which is all death and shame of the fallen angels. Areas of pride. Are you not led back into those same areas by demons after you're born again? The truth is you are facing all of it on the inside and the outside continuously. Just because you come around biblical text does not mean it's not there. How you deal with it is determined by the mountain's glory in the interpretation of the letter to deal with that same darkness that you had before you were saved. There's all kinds of stuff going around here. We're circumcising all kinds of stuff around here. It's good. We need this mountaintop Elijah ministers. Elijah and Moses are here right now. They're here in this place. And there are mountains being moved. You can say unto this mountain, be cast into the sea, and it will obey you. What mountain? All the mountains that disagree with the holy mountain, there's only one mountain, Zion, where God's glory dwells. Truth in you. Every other mountain is a system and building of devils and men and women in a human state of mind. None of it enters the promises. All of it is antagonistic toward the holy mountain. I can feel Zion in this place wrestling Satan and his seven mountains. I'm feeling it. I'm wrestling it. We're working it out in here. There's the confrontation right now. Beyond anything you could imagine, a lot of times it's just because what's hidden in your spirit for a lack of the holy mountain risen in your spirit, which is a lack of cosmic cleanliness, which means the cosmic realm, the heavens over your head, are all devils. And that's why public ministry in the apostolic, if you read Acts, the book of the Acts of the Apostles, is non-stop confrontation with darkness, devils, and religionists. <laughs> and very little anything else. Very little confrontation with prostitutes. It's like all confrontation with religionists. Why? Because it's the whole blockage of religion that keeps people from entering the mountain. It's an interpretation of man and woman that causes the devils to remain in the second heavens. You know that? Men and women's righteousness is the manifest second heavens principalities. Principalities, powers, dominions, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places is the covering of self-righteous men and women in the earthly. That's why you're never just dealing with men and women, ever, ever. You're dealing with men and women and their fathers of whatever it is in the cosmos. And it's usually Satan's plural. It's usually all kinds of junk 
they might not even know who their father is. They're just blind leading the blind in darkness, which is their father, the devil, the one who blinds with darkness. Everyone's being fathered. Father of lies is being fathered by darkness because you don't know. I didn't know, I didn't know. That's right, you perish for lack of knowing because you don't know who your father is. Our father is Abraham. If Abraham was your father, you'd rejoice in seeing me because I'm coming with this cosmic realm of stars. The fact that you do not rejoice in my coming, Jesus Christ said in the red letters, reveals your father is darkness. Satan and the, and the angels that fell from heaven are your father's red letters ministries. That's what Christ said. And it wasn't just to beat him up and to name call and destroy everything. Was It's not about that. <laughs> True love is righteousness that exposes wickedness. But if you're stubborn and stiff-necked in wickedness, true love opposes your false love. True love opposes everything human. Do you understand that? Salvation is coming out of the human into the divine. Christ in you. Is Christ human in you? Or divine God in you? And you can just hear the demon-possessed warlock out there on YouTube saying, human. Always antagonizing, contradicting the heavenly word. God's true divinity on the holy mountain is every single day attacked by the liars in the valley of iniquity. Jesus said about the liars, the religionists, you are from below. I am from above. I'm living in the cosmic celestial realm, Jesus Christ said. You're living in the terrestrial earthly realm, and because you're living down there, interpreting the word down there, Satan's your father. That's what Jesus said. Do you understand? All the division of clean and unclean of the high priest, Jesus Christ the Messiah, was the division between if you're earthly or heavenly. And the heavenly wasn't third heavenly. It was second heavenly. Truth anyhow, you liars. Second heavenly. Truth anyhow, you liars. The second heavenly is the cosmic and celestial realm of the angels, not just the fallen. All the holy are there too. Now, I know the truth because I was trained by the best of the best. Bob Jones says, when you go up here into these realms, and I was in many Bob Jones meetings, he would take them up into the mystic realm, which is not the third heaven, second heaven, and he'd do it in a way where they weren't offended because of all of their belief systems. He'd just say, close your eyes, lift your hands, and breathe. Then he'd just transport them into his chariot of his belief systems that were more accurate and aligned with the Father, and he could take up whole congregations into the second heavens, into the path of lightnings. He would. And he says, it's in that realm that you get your angels. That's where you get your holy angels. That's where you get your angelic upgrades. That's the realm of the holy angels. You say, third heaven, that's a false teaching. That's not true. John said only one-third fell in the second heavens. The other two-third are all in the second heavens. They're the ones 
in the sun and the moon and the stars that obey their orbit. Every star is named by Jesus Christ. That's written in the Psalms. The entire creation story of Moses is about the dominion dominion of God in the sun, moon, and stars. Genesis 1, in the beginning. <laughs> Bereshit, in the beginning, it is written, Elohim, God created. In the beginning, man created. Truth in you. <laughs> he did it right through man. He did it right through Adam and Eve. He did it right through the angels. God was breathing his spirit and his life through his sons and daughters from the beginning. I'm just seeing a vision now. When I got raptured to the creation of the heavens and the earth. <laughs> We've talked about this in past Joel's bar. But I saw the Father breathe and creation come into being. He did that through Adam. Amen. And he did that through his future sons and daughters. That's why you're a God-breathed son. You're a God-breathed creator. You're a God-breathed God if you're in God for God and fellowshipping with God. God created you in his image. In the image of God, he created them. And through them, I tell you the truth, all things were created. <laughs> now, if you're the brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ, the Word who was in the beginning, where is your primal origin? Where is your origin? Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. How could God know you before you were physically formed? You're inside Him. You're inside Him. God is going to illuminate your hearts and minds to the original design of what man and woman were created to be. Exactly like Him in every way. They didn't know everything in the garden. So they seared their conscience when they learned things too far into the future. There is a necessary timing to bring forth revelation and food. We don't speak everything we know all the time. We speak only what our Father's speaking. We do only what our Father's doing. There's a self-control in the tree of life. But God is going to reveal all things in this generation. It's the generation that has the wisdom of the ages. You know what I mean? The wisdom of the ancient of days. The throne over time. The throne of days. The head of days. All the mysteries of creation. All the mysteries of existence. All the mysteries of man and woman and animal and sun and moon and stars and everything down here will be clearly taught in these days. Daniel 12, 3, it talks about the knowledge increasing, not just internet and Wikipedia. It's also the understanding of everything that exists, how light exists, how darkness exists, how rebellion exists, how demons exist, how fallen angels exist, how principalities exist in the cosmos and how their sons and daughters 
operate in the earthly and how all the worlds operate. The wisdom of the ages is truly the wisdom of all the worlds. The Bible actually said that God created all the worlds by his word and by his word he, he sustains all worlds. You know, even a disagreement with God is the creation of your wor world by a reaction to God's word. The word still sustains it, but it's a disagreement, so it's the presence of slime and darkness and iniquity and demons. You can create worlds by disagreeing with the Father. You have that ability as gods. Have I not said you are gods, yet you will perish as men? Psalms 82, it is written. Which means the word there, gods, is Elohim, which is creators. You can take all the stuff that is here in existence and create anything you want. The issue is, if it ain't what God wants, you will die in the world you created. Might be your community. It might be your car. It might be here. It might be afar. It might be your sound doctrine theology. It might be the heavenly cosmic tree. Whatever it is, it's going to be a reaction to the word of God that sustains all worlds. Which means any possible experience you can have through your senses. Which means there's a wisdom and interpretation. God's the revealer of all hearts. Which means the world you created with your lifeblood in your heart will be revealed and brought into the light to be judged. You are going to judge worlds. Anytime you bring a word higher than the world around you, it's called raising a standard and bringing judgment. There was a world created by Cain's offspring that God judged through Noah's raising of a standard of righteousness. He said that world should not exist. And the world that came after it, the world of the Tower of Babel, should not exist. I'm going to strike it out of my world and it's going to scatter your worlds into 70 root nations, into 70 different languages at the Tower of Babel. Which means there is a constant wrestling of our worlds with the world of the Word of God and His Father, Yahweh. Amen. There is always a testing of men and women, gods, Elohims, creators, worlds, with the world of God, Yahweh. And if your worlds align, and if your worlds are the same, you will be filled with Shekinah glory. You will be absolutely infused with power from on high, which is called an agreement with the word of God. Also, you can call it sound doctrine. Amen. Sound doctrine is that your world, your little sphere, your little orb, your existence of feelings, emotions, will, time spent, money spent, words spoken, words believed, words acted upon, everything in your temple is your world. The more and more you line it up with God's, the more and more you get filled with glory. 
There were 500 people that Jesus appeared to in his resurrection. Only 120 were there at Pentecost, which means only 120 aligned their soul world with Jesus Christ's soul world. Therefore, they got the Shekinah. You know what Pentecost is? The receiving of Shekinah. And we're learning how to maintain it by staying in agreement with the Master on High. The High Priest. Which means all of us are priests under the High Priest learning how to be in agreement. Learning how to minister. The priesthood of Melchizedek is all about becoming a better minister and priest of higher things. Melchizedek, priest of God Most High. Ministering a higher priesthood with a greater agreement with the word that God believes. And God's belief systems always come with power. Without the power, what does the Bible say? They have a form of godliness that denies the power. What's the power? Shekinah. It denies Shekinah. It denies the manifest presence of the interpretation of the word. Denying the power thereof is putting Shekinah to the side, saying that is not as important as Logos, as New Testament. You understand? That's what causes all the chaos and the confusion in all the earth is our lack of valuing Shekinah in interpreting the Word of God. Amen? Truth anyhow! When the Shekinah comes upon the sacrifice and offering, it is a Word that God has received. It's the fire! What other fire is there? None! The glory is Shekinah fire. It is the testimony of Father God's validation of someone's walk and talk. When Jesus went up the mountain, how did he show his apostles he's Messiah? Father God showed up with glory. If Father God ain't showing up with glory, it's fake, false, iniquity Christianity Man and woman building human systems of garbage and calling it divine. It's nothing less than blasphemy. Christians have filled the earth with blasphemy. Christians have filled the earth with iniquity. And they say, oh, a higher interpretation of freedom, the glorious freedom of the sons of God. They say that's blasphemy. You notice the contradiction? How much the below realm is fighting those from above. Everyone sent in Scripture represented accurately the above realm. Who opposed them? Every single time it was the below realm, which were the sons and daughters of Satan, that had the exact same Bible, had the exact same belief systems, all this stuff, but they had no Shekinah. Same doctrine, but it was judged by their heart. Jesus Christ said you can do what the Pharisees are saying, but don't be like how they are in their hearts because they're whitewashed tombs. Externally, you have Torah. Internally, dead men's bones, portals to the fallen angels. 
portals to the stars that fell from heaven. It's exactly what Christ said. It's exactly what you deal with out here every day. There is a realm of animosity in the earth that opposes all Shekinah increases. And when you make Shekinah your God, and when you make the cloud by day your leader, what led them in the wilderness, people? What was the following of God in the Bible? Cloud by day. Your righteousness will shine forth like midday, which is the cloud. Getting into the cloud and maintaining the cloud is your whole entire responsibility. If we're doing something else, we're not doing anything with God. Walk with me in the coolness of the day. Cloud by day. Shekinah cloud maintenance is your entire job 24-7. Eat, breathe, drink, talk in the cloud. You know, a lot of people can't get over the animal. The animal disappears in the cloud. It's a living sacrifice. The flesh and all of your inadequacies, all of your shame, all of your condemnation, all of your masturbation, all of your perversion, all of your sexuality, all of your lust, all of it is incinerated in the cloud of fire. It's dwelling in the furnace with the fourth man. You ain't, you are not coming out of Babylon except through fire. And then Babylon will come out of you as you burn in the Shekinah. It will cost you everything. And if you're not willing to give up anything, you will leave the cloud of fire and go back to your previous life and self-justify as blasphemers. Oh, the cloud didn't work out for me. Extreme righteousness didn't work out for me. I'll go back down to a form of godliness that denies the cloud, that denies Shekinah's existence, which is the Father present on earth through His Word by those who believe everything He believes and who walk as He walks, talk as He talks, fly as He flies, dream as He dreams, visionates as He visionates, acts like He acts. Every single time you're synchronized with your father, Shekinah is present. When you're acting like a different father in the same heavens, you have made devils your fathers. True, Vanya. How did they die in the wilderness? They made the fallen angels their God and rejected the God of Moses. You know that? They rejected the God of the sun and the moon and the star teaching of creation, Genesis 1. <laughs> and there's interpretation here, guys, that I don't think half of you could even handle. There's so much resistance in bringing this forth today. It's just like boulders. It's like mountains of opposition. I don't mind it. It's my job. I don't know necessarily if it's you personally here in the studio. It's like we're facing the whole world. I think this is a cosmic confrontation with seven mountains of seven stars 
that teach witchcraft, that teach iniquity. That's what it feels like here today in this place. I don't think it's you individually or anything personal. I think it's just the whole world opposing the kingdom of heaven. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. What are the gates of hell? The seven mountains of seven groups of fallen angels that teach human beings mysteries, that teach human beings Christianities. All kinds of them, 100,000 different types in the USA. That teach them doctrines, that teach them mysticism, that teach them charismatic crap, that teach them all kinds of junk every single day. Light equals teaching. You know that? Light is teaching. Angels of light that deceive mean it's a teaching that will keep you in Satan's kingdom after you're born again. This, I know, is what holds back harvest. This is what holds back people getting free in Shekinah in the return of the visible manifest Shekinah that we lost at Azusa Street. For 10 years, we had the Shekinah on earth, not all over the place, but in Los Angeles, California. We had the manifest Shekinah for a decade in the 20th century. No church has ever had it. Bethel's had it for a flash. I've had it for seven days in the year 2000. The physical man. I've had it come and go in Red Letter Ministries. Morning Star's seen the glory. Bob Jones has seen the glory. We have seen the Shekinah. Ruth Heflin, whoo, she's seen the Shekinah. You'd see the cloud. But it would come and glow, go. It would wane. It would, it would, it would manifest and then it would pull back. What is it going to take to make it remain and then intensify where people are living in the smoke of his glory? You know what it's going to take? Judgment on a level that would make you cringe. Rainbow after the greatest wrath ever recorded in history. The flood. Days of Noah. See, this is all about a people zealous for Shekinah, which is agreement with the Father. <laughs> For the Father to have His sons and daughters in the exact interpretation of these bodies of the same New Testament that has all the manifest Holy Spirit fire on it. And the confrontation with all the other teachings of the fallen angels is what eats up the glory externally. It's what causes it to lift and subside and go back into the temple of our bodies, inside our spirit, inside the veil of our own hearts. And so the glory keeps getting stronger on the inside because the enemy opposes it more and more on the outside. Greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. So the Shekinah shall prevail by a people that won't give up the presence, that are stewards and guardian angels of the presence of his glory guarding the pearl of great price with everything they have in their entire household. That nothing is more valuable than the Shekinah manifest presence of the Word of God. So a remnant is growing internally in Shekinah. That's the revealing of God's sons. Notice, all external forces oppose that revealing 
Woo! Anytime Red Letter Ministries has grown big time, like this last year, we had like 3,000 podcast downloads a day. Within a month, it went down to zero. Went from 3,000 to zero. And I've witnessed this time and time and time again. There is an opposition in this world by the fallen angels and the sorcerers and the sons of Satan and the, all the iniquity in the earth. Now, we can say it's horrible. It is horrible. Through suffering, we're made perfect. It's absolutely murder. And nothing less than full-blown, en masse murder. I watched 100,000 Assemblies of God Pentecostals murder me on YouTube last year. Hundreds and thousands of murderous, venomous comments towards me personally. Just the most insidious murder you have seen in this generation. And that is not an exaggeration. It's true. Because all the fallen angels are opposing the revealing of the sons. That's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with all Cain's fathers, all Cain's flesh, which are his sons and daughters, and their demons and spirits through word curses and witchcraft. So that stuff, violently, viciously, through word curses, hundreds and hundreds and tens of thousands of private messages on Facebook to prevent Facebook revival, You've seen it if you've been around a few years. We've been through all of that before, year after year after year after year. I tell you the truth, all of it has caused the Shekinah to be condensed inside the temple. So that a time is coming and will soon be here that the revealing of all the concentration of the lavender lightning Shekinah glory of the cherubim of God on the inside, the seraphim, and open him and all the angels of God on the inside. The kingdom of God is within you. Luke 17, 21 will just burst forth and all the opposition will come crashing down like a judgment upon the workers of iniquity like the days of Noah. That oppose the, they oppose the righteous ones. These ones who viciously oppose us are the full-blown sons and daughters of the fallen angels. Truth, anyhow. The ones that are trying to be converted, trying to transform, they're the ones listening to the first family's wisdom. Maybe they'll be fished out of the sea of iniquity onto the holy mountain. This is how conversion is going to have to happen. Don't think that you're converted because you speak in tongues. You might dwell in the valley of iniquity, in the swamp of sewage of the fallen angels. The evidence of holiness of a mountain top of glory is the evidence of your salvation today in spirit, in soul, in flesh, in priesthood, and in marketplace, which is your whole house to be saved. In order to be saved in these days of the final judgment called the climax of the ages and the maturity of the times, you will have to have your whole house transported onto the mountain of glory. And everything down below, you're going to have to be willing to let it burn in the judgment fire of Shekinah, which is the Father's teaching about His Word. Jesus said it's the Father in me doing the works. 
I'm gonna send the counselor, the comforter, the paraclete, the one called alongside to help the spirit of truth, and he will glorify me. What does it mean, John 14? It means he will glorify the word of God, the written logos. He will teach you all things that are to come. You won't have to have all of your stuff before you like a parrot just reading. You will be filled with the word like a treasure house, like wise men that bring out the word in due season. You become temples and oracles of all the wisdom of the ages. And you'll know what to bring out of your hearts filled with God's holy word. Filled with gemstones on the inside and the outside. Filled with gold on the inside and on the outside. Filled with silver on the inside and on the outside. Believers rewards, it is written. Amen. Iniquity says... You don't get those rewards until you die and go to heaven. Righteousness says, I'm living in heaven. Seek first the kingdom. Therefore, rewards will be added unto you on earth as it is in heaven. Your earth is only as clean and blessed as your heavens are. Amen? On earth as it is in heaven, which means so above, so below. Now the above is in your belly. So in your belly, in your womb, in your spirit, so it is below. Now, if you are bewitched in your spirit and filled with an iniquity in your spirit, you, you can be God inside minded. Most people are not God inside minded. So it's still the pioneering reality that out of your belly flows rivers. John 7, 38 of the Holy Ghost, rivers of fire, rivers of Shekinah, rivers of the spirit of truth. Rivers of dimensional power. Rivers of dimensional authority. Rivers of dimensional authority and power and dominion and might and wisdom and glory and riches. Rivers of God. Rivers of the abilities that make God God shall flow out of your hearts when you are in faith. When you are in obedience to the commandment of Christ towards you, you are going to live in rivers. You're going to live in perfected promised lands. Now, the first mention of river is the Garden of Eden, Genesis 2.10. Then you have a promised land that has a river called Jordan, representing the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a river. The fulfillment of the law, Galatians says, is following and obeying the Holy Ghost. Now, you got a deposit of the Holy Ghost. The gifts are deposits, by the way. Gifts are not promised land. 1 Corinthians 12 through 14, that's what the Bible says. But the gifts are deposits to get you along the way, to get you higher. You need to use all of them at different times. In the river, all the gifts of the Spirit will be used through your Spirit if your body is the temple of Holy Spirit, they will pour out of you all the time. You'll be interpreting. You'll have wisdom. You'll have knowledge. You'll have healing. You'll have miracles. You'll have faith to raise the dead. Why? Because that's the nature of the glory of God. The glory of the Father raised Jesus from the dead, which means that's not just Jesus. That's with anyone in the Father ever. 
if you're in the glory of the Father, everything you do will be dead raising. Truth, anyhow. It's not going to stress you out. It's not going to be this big hyper event. It's the nature of Shekinah. It's the nature of the cloud. Now the cloud might move and you got to follow the cloud. You got to follow God. You got to obey the cloud. The word comes from the cloud. It's full of rain. It's full of bread. That cloud fed them. The cloud brought all the manna. Covered them with all of today's daily bread. Today's food has to come from Shekinah. The cloud of the Father's presence is what feeds us. <laughs> the further and further you get away from the presence that feeds our spirit, the food of angels, the darker and darker it gets until you're out here just as lost as ever. More lost after you're born again than before. If you get away from the cloud, you're not walking with God or following God at all. You're Korah's rebellion in the wilderness. But you had the New Testament and you got all this churchy looking stuff and you sure look Christian. But you're far from the cloud. You're not following God. You're not with God at all. The cloud is the evidence of obedience. And the cloud wanted to lead him across a river. And it wanted to keep leading them to conquer all the nations of Canaan. Destroy all the junk that was in that place. And inherit all the promises. Inherit mountains. Dripping with wine. Inherit milk and honey filling the valleys which means there's no more downs there's no more sorrows there's no more roller coasters it's always zion full blown manifest shekinah blazing radiance of the word of god from your hearts and through your minds and through your bones and your skin glowing and the wrinkles peeling off your faces if you follow the shekinah you will go from glory to glory because you're following God. Amen. Where's that in the Bible? So glad you asked. Exodus 29:43. There I will meet with the Israelites, and the tent of meeting shall be sanctified by my glory, the Shekinah, God's dwelling presence. Exodus 40:34. Then the cloud, the Shekinah, can we all say, the Shekinah? God's visible dwelling presence. God's visible dwelling presence. Cloud. <laughs> Rebecca's broadcast, cloud chariot. This is how you ascend. A cloud comes and takes you up. How did Jesus rise? Acts 1 said, a cloud came and took him. How did Enoch ascend? Enoch says, a cloud came and took him. When the cloud comes, you're going up. If you miss your elevator ride, if you miss your cloud ride, it's another Katie's Pardia around the mountain until the cloud comes, which is your invitation into a higher divine reality that you know nothing about. But if you're stubborn and stiff-necked, all you get is the lower valleys and the lower life, which really, really is going to get bad. It's going to get more toxic. Revelation 12.12 has not yet fully been revealed and fulfilled which says woe to the inhabitants of the earth it's going to get exceedingly toxic and the whole earth will turn to slime like an ocean of iniquity but the overcomers of the earthly will dwell in the heavenly and they will rejoice 
more than all the joy of the ages combined. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard what God has in store for those who love following the cloud into higher cosmic realms through what Jesus gave you in his blood covenant, which is the ability to get out of the earthly into the heavenly, to go onto the mountain and not just be on a natural mountain, to be on a holy mountain, to be on a spiritual mountain, to be on a mountain of fire, to walk on a mountain of water, living water, fire, Shekinah mountain, for the presence of Zion, the manifest glory, to be a mountain reality in your hearts that raises you from the dead every day as you obey the cloud of glory. As the lightnings come forth and strike all the vultures, all the dead things, the birds that fly in the air and try to defecate on you when you're going after the cloud, the snakes that crawl on the ground, the beasts and Leviathan in the toxic waters and behemoth in the dry ground that eats the grass and devours everything that does not ascend in holiness, gets eaten by beasts and they dwell in the belly of beasts and they're given over to Satan for the destruction of their flesh because they reject the heavenly calling by making themselves judges and not allowing the Shekinah, the king of glory, the judge of glory, the white throne judgment seat to be their elevator on an invisible Holy Spirit mountain calling them higher today. Amen. Exodus 40:34. Then the cloud, the Shekinah, God's visible dwelling presence covered the tent of meeting that's your marriage garments that's the wedding garments of the bride of christ shekinah visible dwelling presence covering the tent now the apostles say in the doctrines of the apostles in the new testament this is the tent Your body is the tent of meeting. You know they taught those things? Your body is the tent and you're getting covered in Shekinah glory brilliance of the Lord Jesus Christ filling and honoring David's tabernacles, which is your earthen tents. The tabernacle of David is the glorification of your earthen bodies Because you're entirely heavenly by the holiness of the mountain of the cloud that has ascended in your invisible person in your heart. The mark of circumcision is now in the invisible person of the heart. Which means you'll have two grinding at the mill looking exactly the same, one taken, the other remain. You'll have two sleeping in the same bed, husband and wife, one will be taken, the other remain. Now, who was taken and who remained in the days of Noah? The ones taken were all the wicked who were external religionists. You know what the fallen angels taught Cain's family? Religion. That's how you classify everything Satan and his angels have ever taught men and women. And those who learn that stuff are all Cain's family. 
and it can't be saved. There's no grace for it. There's no mercy for it. The mercy seat is on Zion, if you read the Bible. To claim mercy and grace in Cain's family is blasphemy. Truth. All you have down there is stolen everything from fallen angels. There's no grace for the wicked, it is written. There's no mercy for the wicked, it is written. Now there's mercy on the mercy seat of the covering of the cherubim of the glory of those who follow the cloud by day and the fire by night. There's mercy for the obedient. There's mercy for those on the path of righteousness that shines ever brighter because it's the brightness of God's word, the glory that removes iniquity, sin, transgression, and sickness and disease. It's the glory of God that's the mark of obedience. The bright morning star is given to who? The mark of glory, the mark of brilliance and radiance. Revelation 2, only given to those who hate Jezebel, which is all the earthly prophetic, all the earthly charismatic. You have to hate it. That's what Jesus said in agreement with the church down here of iniquity or Jesus Christ in the red letters of Revelation 2. You'd be surprised how many are in agreement with the false love of Jezebel right now against Jesus saying, I will kill her offspring. If you quote that and practice what Jesus taught in Revelation 2, I guarantee you'd be kicked out of 99% of charismatic churches on earth right now. I will kill her offspring. Jesus the killer of babies. Revelation 2, that's exactly what the Bible says. Jesus will terminate, utterly destroy, ethnically cleanse the race of offspring that come out of the earthly charismatic. It's an abomination. It's called iniquity. I will destroy the workers of iniquity. Those who did signs, miracles, wonders, and healings in my name that did not yada me, know me, have the holiness on the inside, the mark of Shekinah, Depart from me, workers of iniquity, Cain's family. Your whole life is an offering rejected by Messiah into where? Eternal damnation in hell, where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus Christ, red letters, forever. Forever. There's no redemption for those who practice iniquity. Which means, if you do not allow the fire of Shekinah and the angels of fire to burn it out of your hearts and minds, you will not be saved in these days. You will insist on an earthly manifestation of charismatic and Pente Pentecostal ideas and giftings, but you will be the exact enemies and murderers of Christ the Messiah. That's what this day is. It's a day of iniquity where earthly charismatic crap becomes anti-Christ, anti-Holy Mountain, anti-singing the Song of Moses, anti-overcoming, and just all this earthly junk out here that you see on mass everywhere, and they insist on the earthly interpretation in the iniquity of the fallen angels as a validation of their earthly charismatic realities. That, my friends, is the Antichrist. It is. That is the whole body of those who insist on the beast, which is the fleshly and the earthly, 
and become antagonistic against the celestial and heavenly. They are Korah's rebellion. They are those that interpret the Bible earthly instead of come up the mountain and eat in the heavenly. That's what they said. We insist on the earthly. They wanted Egypt. The earthly is hell. The heavenly is heaven. You cannot have the earthly and be Christian and saved and blessed. You will be terminated. Your father is still Satan and not God that you claim. Because God is only fathering those who rise from the dead by the spirit of holiness. Truth anyhow. That's why salvation in the first day is a deposit of the seed of the word of God. If it grows up into the heavens, they stay saved. If it's terminated, the Bible says the later state is worse than the former. That are better off having never tasted of the power of the age to come than have heard the cosmic celestial gospel of righteousness and glory than have heard it and rejected the heavenly upward calling. Now they're down there in the earth in iniquity in a fallen angel form of Christianity that has denied the celestial Shekinah. And it's most Christianity out here, guys. It's most. It's not a minority. It's the majority. That's why Jesus commanded his remnant at the end times. You must come out of her, my people. Who's her? Jezebel. Earthly spirituality is all satanic. Earthly spirituality is all fallen angel. You have to get into the holy, celestial spirituality above. Father of light, spirituality, Father in the light to be from above and not below. And all your hearts and all your minds renewed and be temples of the above realm. That's why do not harm the trees until my sons and daughters are marked in their foreheads. It is written. What do you think that mark is? It's the mark of his presence. It's the mark of his Shekinah glory. It's the dwelling covering presence of God's visible manifest brilliance that covered the tent of meeting in Exodus 40:34. And it's only in the ones whose hearts are in the cosmic dimension in the celestial realm. The only ones marked. Leviticus 9:23 Moses and Aaron went into the tent of meeting and when they came out they blessed the people and the glory and brilliance of the Lord Jesus Christ the Shekinah cloud appeared to all the people. So Thessalonians apostle Paul's doctrine chief apostle he says that when the glory appears the end of wickedness will happen in the nations. It's exactly what Thessalonians says. When the glory appears and remains, that's a people that have perfected the new covenant belief systems that were taught by Jesus Christ and the apostles. And this is why you go after the glory, because the glory burns you up along the way. Refiner's fire refined seven times into the exact Shekinah glory and radiance and brilliance of God the Father. It will correct you, rebuke you, and chastise you. I don't know what kind of idea you have about discipleship, but I know if it's not Shekinah, you're wrong. 
chastisement without the glory is nonsense. You might as well just go join the Marine Corps. It's not Christianity. Understand the cloud is what disciples you. When God corrected the apostles from the cloud twice, what did he say? Listen to Jesus. This is my son. The father would come sometimes in the cloud and talk over to the disciples. Jesus wasn't the only teacher in his ministry. The cloud came of the Father t two times in recorded Bible. I'm sure there was more. Of all the things Messiah did or written down, the world couldn't contain them. I'm certain the Father would show up and talk out of the cloud. Amen. So the Father is also loving you by correcting you from the bright cloud. Woo! You're not alone. You're being fathered by the Father of glory. As long as you obey the cloud and understand the scourging, the discipleship, the refining, the correction of all the human belief systems that need to burn out of your whole brain right now, everything, all the intentions of your heart, everything in your spirit, as long as you're willing to offer your spirit and your soul and your flesh as a living sacrifice to the Shekinah of the Father, you will burn ever brighter. You become progressively a brighter living sacrifice. Amen. Which means until the whole thing is holy and acceptable to God. Do you believe there's flesh acceptable to God? You better believe it. Enoch went up. Elijah went up. Jesus went up. Eat my flesh and drink my blood. Otherwise you cannot be my disciple. Celestial flesh, which is becoming cosmic containers of righteousness, of great wisdom, of the law of all the luminaries. Not speaking against celestial bodies like Peter and Jude condemn. You know what that is? Don't speak against mature Christians. <laughs> you see how these people treat true maturity speaking against celestial bodies slandering gossiping mistreating celestial bodies what is jude and peter both talking about in the new testament against christians who begin practicing righteousness wearing a celestial ephod these are wicked blasphemers these people are anti-christ workers of iniquity you better understand the ones speaking against Red Letter Ministries are the highest ranking children of Satan in the kingdom of hell. Because it's the truth anyhow. That's what Jude and Peter both say. They will speak and slander against celestial bodies. What's a body? A container of realms. A temple of something. <laughs> We just say, oh, we should still love these people. You are friends with the sons and daughters of Satan. You are around Cain's family. You need to be separated so far from the blasphemers and the slanderers so you're around only celestial bodies. Or at least people trying to rise up to become celestial bodies themselves, which is anyone who's ever followed the cloud of Shekinah glory. Marriage supper of the Lamb is not on earth. That's not what the Bible says. It's in the heavens. Second heavens. Truth and yeah. 
you go up higher than that too. But in the second heavens, in the sun, you're in the bridegroom's chambers. You're safe with the sun seal. Son of righteousness will seal your spirit. Son of righteousness will seal your soul. Son of righteousness will seal your flesh so that the thief can't break in and steal in any area of spirit, soul, and flesh ever again. Then the earth gets tilled in righteousness. That's what the Bible teaches. And it is the truth anyhow. Second Chronicles 7.1. Just a couple more hours here. When Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and sacrifices and the Shekinah glory and brilliance of the Lord filled the house. Woo! <laughs> so something comes down called fire. Something goes up called you the burnt offering what's the key to ascension being a sacrifice that fire consumes what's your problem you reject dying in the fire as a burnt offering and you insist on living in animal form so you've missed your cloud ride true jump back in the fire and be a burnt offering the bible teaches clearly he honors his word you'll go up you will not be in the same elevation. You'll totally change. You'll completely ascend. You'll be so burnt up. Your fate, your whole countenance will change to mirroring all the angels of the heavens. You'll be so blessed in every area of your life. You'll be a total demonstration of the overcomer's realms. Overcoming the curse of the fall in every area by fire, burning you up. So we have yet to offer our hand and our mind is what apostle john taught in revelation because the mind is still insisting on my own interpretation which has no fire no actual offering to the father at all just total dog meat the hand is out here be like oh i can train my hand to serve god it's just total jezebel dog meat if you offer your hand and your head the beast the animal the earthly gets burnt up but if you don't offer your head or your hand to the holy fire you will never lift off the earth because you love the earthly and hate the heavenly the testing down here is in fire for what burnt offerings living sacrifices the testing here is can you daily give him your head in the morning can you nightly give him your head in the evening can you meditate on the fire of god in his word burning up your head and your hand Every morning and every evening. Joshua 1, meditating on your law day and night. Every time. Day and night. Day and night. Until night is Jesus' moon and day is Father's sun. That's what the Bible says because it's burnt up your day. So it's no longer your head. It's the head of the body. God and all his Shekinah fire blazing out of you with 10,000 times 10,000 of his holy ones pouring through your faces with all the holy angels. You've seen their faces contort with all the demons in the church age. Now you're going to see their faces shine with all the angels in the kingdom age. Truth in you. Proverbs 15.33 
the source of revelation knowledge is found as you fall down in surrender before the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't expect to see Shekinah glory until the Lord Jesus Christ sees your sincere humility. <laughs> what does that mean? The fire don't come until there's an offering. Truth in you. <clears throat> What's the offering? Well, Proverbs 15.33 says, Your stance and posture to God above you is what presents to him a sacrifice for his fire to consume. And when the fire consumes it, it means you want to go up to him because you're leaving the earthly idolatries and all the lusts of the earth and the spirits of fornication and the spirits of pride down below to rise up above. The fire of God will never come upon you and never raise you up until you're postured in sincere humility with your spirit and your soul and your flesh. Especially if you've been sinners, sinning all the time and think, oh, just grace and forgive me, Lord Jesus, blah, blah, blah. And it's all the same crap all the time and there's no victory. And it's like, well, you just come up with all this junk. It's hyper grace. It's universalism. It's nonsense. Here's actual Shekinah interpretation of the true Logos written word. The source of revelation knowledge is found as you fall down in surrender before the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't expect to see Shekinah glory, the fire that takes the offering, until the Lord Jesus Christ sees your sincere humility. Amen. It's the sincerity of repentance. It's the sincerity of the thoughts and intentions of the invisible person that you are. Others might not see because they're a bunch of animals. God sees the invisible eternal part of you. And when the invisible eternal real part of you called your spirit is sincere, the fire will come every time. Father of spirits. That's his nature. Nothing you do can change that. That's who he's always been. That's who he always will be. What you can be is a spirit being posturing in humility and allowing his fire to burn you up. Every level of glory is a greater burning up, a greater burning up. I make my ministers fire because they're entirely burnt up by constantly making themselves a burnt offering of sincere humility before the Shekinah of God the Father, which is the seven spirits of God before his throne. Ezekiel 9.3 Then the Shekinah glory and brilliance of the God of Israel, the cloud, let's just say it, the cloud, whoo, went up from the cherubim on which it had rested to stand above the threshold of the Lord Jesus Christ's temple. Just say, that's me. Yes. And the Lord called to the man clothed with linen who had the scribe's writing case at his side. The Shekinah glory and the brilliance of the God of Israel, the cloud, went up from the cherubim on which it had rested to stand above the threshold 
of the Lord's temple. It's the covering of the glory on the outside of your bodies. It's the clothing of the garments of the bride of the Lamb. It's someone who consistently brings sacrifice and offering that God accepts. Amen? Truth in here. Ezekiel 9.3 Ezekiel 10.3 says, Now the cherubim were standing on the right side of the temple when the man entered, Jesus, and a cloud, the Shekinah glory of God, filled the inner courtyard. That, my friends, is an image of the word entering when you're hearing. Jesus is the word of God. The man entered the temple and the Shekinah glory filled the inner courtyard. That's your soul filled with fresh glory every time you eat your daily bread, which is allowing Jesus, the man, to enter the temple and dwell in his temple. Amen? Body of Christ. Now the cherubim were standing on the right side of the temple when the man, Jesus Christ, entered. And a cloud, the Shekinah glory of God, filled the inner courtyard. That's an image of hearing the gospel. When you hear the gospel and believe the gospel, Shekinah comes in because the word, Jesus, the man, came into the temple. It says the same thing in Revelation 3.20. I stand at the door and knock. Every morning, his mercies are new. Which means a word of mercy wants to come into the temple, meditating on the word in the morning, every morning, in the evening, every evening, until this man of fire enters the temple and fills the temple with today's fresh glory. Amen. You got to live in the fresh glory. <laughs> if you don't live in the fresh glory, the inside of the temple literally turns into a swamp. <laughs> pale horse. A pale reflection of the former glory. Truth in him. So this is how we live in the fresh glory. We allow the man of fire to enter into the temple through our senses, through our eyes, nose, mouth, ears, and touch gates. Jesus, come into my heart when I'm saved. No, come in every morning and evening when you meditate on the word. Jesus is the word of God. <laughs> and then the Shekinah, because, because you let the word in, the Shekinah will automatically flood the temple. And it gets brighter in there. It, it might be ugly on the outside because all the frog spirits and stuff around here oppose it. There might be religious spirits, all kinds of nasty stuff. But through the midst of the slaughtering of the animal, because there's blood running down the streets of Jerusalem, the priest could no longer minister by reason of the cloud. So oftentimes the butchering of the stuff, I'm telling you guys, you can't just have a, a finely tuned speech and expect glory to come. You are dealing with animals in the invisible realm. I have butchered so many birds, beasts, and reptiles during the sermon. Most of you are clueless, absolutely blind. There is a continuous 
sword of fire com confronting 13 different dimensions when we're preaching at Joel's bar. And today, the fire means so much business to kill, so much iniquity. It was a brutal slaughter of the priesthood that kills the animals. Now, the animal is not just your body as a mammal. It's every creeping, crawling thing. You're not supposed to have any animals in your body. Birds, beasts, and reptiles, Romans 1, image bearing of anything fallen of the one-third that fell is illegal. It's treason. Because this temple is a temple of the Holy Spirit. You are only legally allowed to have the man of light, Jesus Christ, and his Shekinah in this temple. Anything else other than God's fresh light in this temple is treason. It's literally adultery. It's the horror of Babylon activity. It's having other gods enter the temple and you prostituting your spirit and having gross sexual orgies and grotesque sexual intercourse with your spirit with demons and evil spirits and demon gods and fallen angels. And that's what people do when they don't allow the temple to be consecrated with the word of God day and night. That is not an exaggeration. That is exactly what happens in every single Christian's flesh and spirit and soul when they don't have the man in white linen, the high priest Jesus Christ, come in with his purple sash through the believing of the word and fill this thing with pure white dove glory. If you are not walking in the fresh glory, if you are not having the glory by night and the glory by day, that's the standard of anyone following God in Old Testament and New Testament. If that's not your reality, you have demons in you 100% of the time. You are currently married to evil spirits. You're married to devils. And you're sexually intimate with your hidden person in your heart. You must divorce those spirits. You must smash those altars. You must rid yourself of those sin patterns of everything that ensnares you. The word of God is the empowerment to repent and break off everything in you that's unclean so that Jesus can enter you and fill you with his bright glory. Amen. Ezekiel 11.22 Then the cherubim lifted up their wings with the wheels beside them and the Shekinah glory of the God of Israel hovered over them. That's your promised land. It's hovering over you right now. It's not far. It's over you right now. The issue is let Jesus in and let him clean house. Oh my gosh, he is going to turn over every table in your heart He's going to just smash everything. If you let him in, in this word, in this level of belief system of faith, of this understanding of Shekinah and the word, he's going to clean house. And it's going to be gloriously ugly. It's like Nicodemus looking at Jesus, turning over the money chambers, changer, changers tables. He is smirking. He's laughing. Zeal for the father's house has consumed him. When you let Jesus in with this level of passion for holiness, with no sexual morality, with any other God, with your spirit, and you allow him to destroy the altars to other gods, 
he will come in and terrorize everything. This is the lion of the tribe of Judah that opens the seven seals in your hearts and burns everything out and not the stuff that you like. I mean, everything will burn, guys, and it's not going to burn once. So I let Jesus in one day and he burned me up. It'll be a constant burning like the Old Testament menorah. God lit it and he maintained it and it burned forever. This is now lit by Pentecostal new Torah of the new covenant. Holy Ghost lit it and Holy Ghost will be the fire forever inside your temples. We've had so much. Just give God a little here and there. Mince meat. And, uh, but still be total whores to demons every day. And then pretend like we're righteous and clean. And we don't have the man of light entering in with Shekinah. We don't live in the bright cloud. The prophetic witness is terrible. It's totally entry level Samuel and Elijah. We're going to have a heavenly high mountain witness that's going to shake everything that can be shaken. It's going to confront everything that can be confronted. It's going to reveal everyone's hearts. I don't care if it's good, bad, ugly, God, Satan, whatever God you believe in, unbelieve in, the ancient gods, the first family of Cain. I want it all to come to the surface. I want to confront giants again. I want to confront Nephilim again. I want Tyrannosaurus Rexes to come out of people's hearts. I want pterodactyls to start flying out of their mouths. Every single thing in the world to be brought into the light and judged. As it's written, you will judge all men's hearts. Truth anyhow, and this is how you do it. When you allow your whole heart to be judged by the fire that consumes sincere humility. Acts 7-2, he answered, brothers and fathers, listen to me. The God of glory, the Shekinah, the radiance of God, appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he lived in Haran. The God of glory, the Shekinah, the radiance of God, appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he lived in Haran. Notice, when you go from glory to glory, glory will appear. 2000 spring, six months old in the Lord. Physical manifest glory clouds, seven days, 24-7. All the staff come in the room, fall on their face, start weeping. Just couldn't even get up because the cloud was so thick. 15 feet, couldn't see the other side of the wall for seven days in my Teen Challenge dorm room. It was a taste of a, an understanding of a future maturity that would come about 22 years, 23 years later of how to maintain a constant cloud in my soul and around my soul. <laughs> God is teasing you of what's available. Joshua and Caleb, they brought an appetizer. Come and eat some promised land grapes. Come and taste some promised land glory. Come and hear about what's available that you know nothing about. Come and hear about a mountain of holiness where the glory dwells that you don't live in because of compromise in the valley you live in right now. But you're going to hear about it. You're going to taste it through preaching and teaching. <clears throat> and then the sacrifice comes and your response to the word if you go there. Now once you hear, before you actually go to war, you have to count the cost of the warfare. Jesus Christ, red letters. Before kings go to war, they count how much money it's going to cost them. Otherwise, they make a treaty 
while the enemy is a far way off, far ways off. That's what Jesus Christ said. They'll have some kind of peace treaty. They'll send a delegate to them. We can't afford to go to war. They don't say that. They'll have some kind of wise saying because you know you want to look good and blah blah blah. And then you you have peace or you give them tributary. Here's a million dollars. Don't kill all my villagers. That's how it worked for thousands of years. When you go to war, you are, are waging war, picking a fight against the whole kingdom of hell when you call upon the name of Jesus Christ. You understand? You're saying, screw the devil, get stuff, Satan and his angels, all demon spirits, all false religion, all rebellion, all fornication, adultery, immorality, lust spirits, pride spirits, all beasts of the field, birds of the air, all creeping, crawling things, all the reptilian race of snakes, all the dimensions of the demonic. Get stuffed and gagged. I am serving Jesus now. Now, you better get serious and go after it because you've called total war upon sin. Why do people get buried in iniquity? They don't count the cost before they go to war, so they get filled with confusion because they get sucked in seven times worse into a deeper darkness than they had before believing in Jesus Christ. That's why so few have ever ascended this mountain. So few have ever gone up in a chariot of fire. So few have ever served the Shekinah presence. So few have postured themselves to be burnt offerings every morning and every evening to the Word of God. I could go all night talking about this stuff. I'm serious. But we need a people that are totally sold out to being burnt offerings. You understand that's what qualifies you to be new covenant priests, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, that you're always at the altar bringing offerings. You know how to click a button. Well, half of you don't do it, but some of you know how to click a button and give a financial offering. But do you know how to be a constant burnt burning offering? This is the training of the higher realms. They will pass through your heart with all the fire of all the angels. What's orbiting through you in the higher realms is angels of judgment. Angels, seraphim of fire. All the stars and their hosts will orbit through your temple of the kingdom of God. God's kingdom will orbit through your ephod. Which means the standard you're going to have to count the cost of not having any single imperfection at a microscopic level at the detail of God the Father's perfection in your molecules, atoms, and elements. That's why the only thing that prepares you for the higher celestial righteousness, the training of righteousness, Hebrews 6, going past elementary things into righteousness, if God permits and deems you worthy, if you're ready, because God knows if you're ready, you don't. You will never know if you're ready or not. You don't have that decision in the process at all. The only decision you make is to be an available burnt offering of humility. And I'm sure you'll be rejected when you think you should be accepted because you're full of crap and pride. All of us are. We never get the things we want because we're lost and clueless. We think God's this all-loving God in the sky that's just given us all the things we need like little children down on earth. That's not how it works. It's fire. It's a priesthood. It's a system of sacrificial offerings. Some God rejects Cain. Some God receives Abel. In every detail of your spirit life, soul life, flesh life, relationship life, business life, 
ministry life, all these aspects until you understand the sacrificial system of the new covenant, what he receives, what he rejects. Then you begin to understand more. He rejects everything you think he accepts. I'm telling you now, the things you think he accepts, he guaranteed does not accept. <laughs> because he's doing something in wisdom that you don't currently have. What you think he should accept, this is where you people get frustrated and get offended all the time. You see it constantly. Man's stubborn pride, they didn't posture themselves in sincere humility. God should have accepted me. Brethren of ministry should have accepted me. All this stuff, accept, accept, accept. God's a loving, accepting God. Exact opposite. God's a loving, rejecting of iniquity God that rejects everything except sincere humility. You're totally full of crap. Truth anyhow. And if you're full of crap and you're full of crap reality, your dumpster fire is postured in sincere humility, he will burn up a manure pile. That's every overcomer's testimony. No exception. Solitarsus is every single person who ever overcomes earthly religion, not just him. Truth anyhow. <laughs> I wish you're all like me. It's the apostolic calling upward that your whole earthly reality is a manure pile. The issue is the posture of the manure pile. <laughs> Can you have a burnt manure pile offering today? Will God receive that? No, he hates manure, so the fire comes down. It's just making this temple of manure a burnt offering. As it goes up, there's less and less manure. Once you go into the sun, which is the gate of Enoch, you begin to practice silver. You begin to practice gold. You begin to practice gemstone. A righteous man, which is a sun man, or a sun god, a sun king, a sun throne, is barely saved. A righteous man is scarcely or barely saved. So what shall become of those under the sun? They'll be totally consumed with fire. I know you sit down here and be like, but Jesus, Jesus, bleed the blood, Chris, go on your walls. Well, you wonder why Christians are just a total mental illness mess in the whole planet. They're completely psychotic because they have not learned the path of righteousness that shines ever brighter into the sun of righteousness, Malachi 4. We teach it to you every day. Now in Red Letter Ministries, it's the next 40 year span of this generation. It's going to be all cosmic teaching and cosmic preaching because that's the only place the overcomers of the world dwell. Amen. And it will continue to be a higher, more fiery, holier, brighter word until the earthly is utterly incinerated like the days of Noah by completely and totally rejecting the upward heavenly calling. And the ones that have risen They'll all be sealed in the ark, which is in and above the sun. But everything under the sun will be totally terminated as Satan and his angels into the lake of fire in the coming hours. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. We'll see you Tuesday. Glory.
give a financial offering, click the links in the description, partner with Red Letter Ministries, put your whole house and business under this mighty apostolic covering of the tabernacled manifest Shekinah presence of King David over your whole earthen life, your financial partnership, if it's acceptable to God, before the angels will be received. Just make sure it's something that He accepts and receives, not just your own ideas. That's a cheerful heart that knows how to give. Giving to God for His pleasure, for His kingdom. Understanding the tabernacle of the Shekinah that you're covering in this life and the one to come. So into the tabernacles of David, the eternal covering of the Shekinah glory over your entire house and flesh and business, marketplace, future, all your parenting, your all of your children and their schooling, the Shekinah will cover them when you come under a true house of David tabernacle of glory. It's a promise in the Word. Amen.